Welcome to the Breaking Through the Noise podcast, a show designed to help you cut through all the static and find the tips, tricks, and encouragement you need to make your business successful. Your hosts are Mark Wilson and Laurel Wright, two entrepreneurs like you struggling and striving to find the pro tips and hacks to be more productive and make more money. Their goal every week is to give you the resources and encouragement that will help you gain an advantage over your competition. So let's not waste any time and get started. Here are your hosts, Mark and Laurel. Hi, Laurel. It's time for another episode of Breaking Through the Noise. Are you ready? I am, but it, I'm going to be honest. It seems like it was only yesterday that we recorded the last episode, and I feel like I'm still trying to work on some of those leverage ideas we discussed last time. Well, you're in luck, Laurel. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to employ leverage to scale your business. Are you familiar with the term scaling? I'm going to assume that you're not talking about weight management or climbing a mountain, right? Yeah, that's right, Laurel. <laughs> that's right. Scaling, it's another bu- business buzzword that you've probably heard quite a bit over the past couple of years. Scaling your business uh, helps you to grow more sales or, and grow more profits. Um, in the last episode, we talked about leverage. Um, and In this episode, we'll discuss how leverage plays into scaling your business, and and we'll look at some strategies and tools to to help you leverage or help you scale your business or side gig. But first, let's talk about what scaling is and isn't. Many, Many people use the term scaling and growth interchangeably, but they're not the same thing. Scaling doesn't just mean growth. It's referring to a particular kind of growth. Growth is, is adding resources to create additional revenues at, at about the same rate. For example, a ratio of one to one or 1.5 to one. Scaling refers to adding resources at an incremental rate to generate revenues at an exponential rate or one to two plus, one to three, one to five. So, so you're, you're getting more, you're leveraging more with less. Okay, I think I see the difference, but could you give me an example that kind of shows the difference? Yeah, that's a great idea, Laurel. Here's an example. Um, A a barber wants to generate more revenue for for their barber shop, but they obviously are limited to the number of hours and heads that they can cut in a day. So in order to grow, the barber can add more barbers and and earn a percentage of the revenue they generate. But if the barber wanted to scale their business, then he or she might sell men's hair, beard, and body care products online. Or the barber might sell uh, online how-to courses for beard growing and beard maintenance and other manly-related content. These online offerings provide scale because they leverage the barber's time. In example, these products are being sold online while the barber is cutting hair or even sleeping. Does that make, does, does that make the difference between growth and scaling a little more clear? Yeah, I think so. It, it seems like it'd be a no-brainer for any business or entrepreneur to scale their business, right? 
yeah, at first glance, it seems like a no-brainer to, to scale your business, to generate more profits. And, and I sort of agree. It is a no-brainer to ask yourself, should I look into scaling my business? And, and the reason I say look into, Laurel, is because there are a lot of follow-up questions you will answer on the way to scaling your business. The, the first one is, do I need to scale my business? This is critical because scaling is not simply turning up the volume or plugging in a tool to generate more revenue. It requires a disruption to your business and even to your life, particularly if you're an, you know, a solopreneur or a side hustler, you know, at least for a period of time. You know, another question is, do you have a concrete or realistic need for more revenue and profits? If so, then it, it's on to the next step, and that is determining if your business is scalable. Some business owners are content with their ability to generate a comfortable revenue stream. For example, maybe you are a consultant and your income and time investment are right where you want them. Then instead of scaling for growth, you may look at ways to cut costs or leverage your client base for maximum return. So for example, as clients rotate off, you uh, add new clients at, at higher um, revenue points, at higher contract mm. levels. You know, not all businesses are created equal when it comes to scalability. You know, businesses that are dependent on trading time for money, like counselors or service provi providers, are limited in scale because time is limited. You know, in our example earlier, uh, online sales or of products or information are scalable plans because you can sell products while you're doing other things or even while on vacation. But even for online businesses, there's a spectrum of scalability, meaning some types are more scalable than others. But even if your core business is not scalable, you can still leverage new products or platforms to generate increased revenue. You know, just like in our barber example, Laurel, that we discussed a minute ago, you can leverage online sales of related products and even services. But an important consideration to keep in mind is not to chase business ideas that may not be related to your core strategy. Mm. It's important to keep in mind your, your primary purpose for your business because you wanna leverage your resources and expertise and not really go off on wild tangents chasing dollars, which is the story of my life. And that's another <laughs> story for another day. <laughs> it's a sad, sad story, but, <laughs> you know, but, but what this becomes in reality, the Lord, this becomes the opposite of scaling and, and really can put enormous stress on you and your business. Okay, so how do you go about scaling? Like, what are some tools and strategies that can be used once you've decided to scale your business? Yeah, great question. You know, and this is where leverage comes in, like, like we talked mm -hmm. about in the last podcast episode. Levers allow you to do more with the resources or capacity you currently possess. Where can we apply leverage to get more results that can scale? And, and here's some ideas. You can leverage your systems and processes. This is, this is usually a critical first step in scaling your business. Making sure your business is systematized with efficient processes can do several things 
to help you scale. One, it builds a stronger infrastructure to support your business as it successfully scales. You don't want a huge influx of new sales or new clients to crush your weak infrastructure or to, to strain inefficient processes. You know, particularly if you're a, a solopreneur or a very small business or, or a side hustler. So you want to, to leverage systems to the max. And also by analyzing your current systems, you could also find points where you can scale or leverage tools or processes you already use to get greater results. For example, you may have um, a software system that allows you to do more uh, email marketing or social media marketing that is um, automated. You know, you can leverage that to increase sales without you having to, to add more hours uh, to your time, except obviously on the front end, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. So, you know, automation, um, well, in, in this step of scaling of the scaling process, you should review all your processes to look for manual tasks that can be automated. You know, systems that need upgrading and process procedures that need to be documented so they can be repeated easily um, and possibly made more efficient. You know, if you want to scale successfully, Laurel, you must systematize everything you can. You know, your systems should be able to guide the entire customer life cycle, you know, from first awareness through billing and customer service. Um, you know, automation is an important part of these systems and processes. Automating tasks, particularly in the marketing and sales end of the customer life cycle, can give you more ability to scale quickly by increasing the number of people you are reaching through ads and search engine optimization. You know, for example, an automated marketing funnel can process prospects from awareness all the way to a sale, or at the very least to a sales presentation. So depending on the funnel and the product or service being marketed, you can turn up the volume with only the investment of more dollars in your ad spends to fill your funnel mm. with people. Plus the automation collects more data along the way to give you real-time information about the effect effectiveness of your sales and marketing. Thank you so much, Mark. I feel like I learned a lot already. But before we talk about our next leveraging strategy to help us scale, Mark is going to share some software ideas that can help you systematize your processes in our That One Thing segment. One of the systems you can automate in your business and see increased results, whether you're a business with employees or a solo hustler, is your marketing system. There are marketing software solutions that can help you scale your marketing and sales efforts. The cost can range from a few dollars a month to a few hundred, but don't let the cost scare you away until you compare it to the cost of adding more people and calculating the return on investment from the increased revenue you can generate. Here are some things to consider when reviewing systems for your marketing system. How much automation does the software give you? Obviously, the more automated tasks it can perform, the less time you or an employee will have to spend in the process. Keep in mind that the more automation, the higher the price point becomes. But again, you have to weigh that 
against the cost of manually performing these tasks. Can I use this software with a reasonable amount of training and onboarding? I think it is critical as you evaluate any software to take advantage of a free trial period and ask for a demo presentation. Be honest with their sales consultant about your technical competency and ask a ton of questions. And if cost is a concern, ask them for any ability they have to customize a solution to manage the cost and meet your budget. You might be surprised. And third, with the information you collected and understanding your process, determine how quickly you can become effective using the software and how quickly you can recoup the startup costs. There are many software providers out there providing systems that offer a wide variety of functionality at a wide range of cost. Some systems that I have had experience with that are comprehensive marketing software are companies like HubSpot, Keep, and Marketo. They have a variety of packages and levels of service with functionality from customer relationship management to fully automated marketing and sales funnels. And there are email marketing providers like MailChimp and Constant Contact that in recent years have added more marketing functionality and even some simple automation at an affordable price point. If you have any questions about what might be best for your business, feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to share my experience and help you find some possible, some possible solutions. My contact information is in the show notes and on the website breakingthroughthenoise.com and through is T-H-R-U. Until next time on That One Thing, have a great week. Okay, redo the ending. If you have any questions about what might be best for your business, feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to share my experience and help you find some possible solutions. My contact information is in the show notes and on our website, breakingthroughthenoise.com. Until we meet again on that one tip, blah, 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 redo it again. If you have any questions about what might be best for your business, feel free to reach out to me and I would be happy to share my experience and help you find some possible solutions to research. My contact information is in the show notes and on our website, breakingthroughthenoise.com. Until we talk again on that one thing. Have a great week. Okay, Mark, what is another leveraging strategy we can use to scale? That, that's, a, that's another great question, Laura. I think another critical strategy is to leverage your people power. Scaling your business shouldn't require a massive investment in human resources, particularly if you have successfully systematized and automated your processes. But your business does require some people, even, even if it's just you. And your, your mantra should be, hire the best so we can work with less. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, meaning if, if you're hiring talent that is high-powered, productive, and efficient, then you can scale with less people. Obviously, as your business grows, 
more people will be required, but make sure you're hiring the right people for your business. And like we talked about in the leverage episode, in podcast episode number 17, I believe, um, you know, this more people might be outsourcing to a contract employee, like a virtual assistant to process sales, to do some of that administrative work um, so that you can leverage more of your time creating sales and revenue and profits. Right. So what do these high-powered people look like? Well, they have entrepreneurial mindsets, which will help your business grow. But the inherent risk is keeping them around long enough before they start their own (laughs) adventure or move on to the next challenge. Like that day, Laurel, when you're going to, I'm going to get a Dear John email from you. Or it'll be a Dear John TikTok. I'm sure it won't be just an email. No, It'll be a, a reel or a TikTok and it'll <laughs> break my heart. I just know it. Never. But, <laughs> you know, entrepreneurs strive to grow. So you, so you should retain them by giving them the space and the tools um, and, and the motivation they need to grow the business. It helps to build their personal and professional goals into the company's broader goals. For instance, if they want to live in a radically different time zone, you know, find ways to structure their work to accommodate it. I mean, you and I spend most of our time in at least an hour separation in time. Yeah. Uh, which can be uber challenging, mm-hmm. not pointing any fingers at anybody, but oh, um, whatever. We, we make it work, Mark. We make it work. But you know, the, the past year has, has, if it's done anything, it's taught us how to work in, in a, radically new team configurations and be successful. And again, all this applies to when you outsource, um, you know, even if you're outsourcing this work to, to a, a contract person, still you want to make sure you've got a high powered person that can be productive again, because that the better they are, it might cost a little bit more, but their time is going to be, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to cost you less over the long run and you possibly could, could generate more revenue. So those are the things you got to weigh. I mean, if you do it right, your people should constantly create solutions that eliminate their own jobs, you know, either at your direction or their own. So they should be focused on growth and actively looking for ways to make their own jobs easier. So reducing repetitive tasks and turning complex tasks into processes that can be performed by anyone. And again, you know, they're, they're wanting to work smarter and not harder, particularly if they're entrepreneurial. Um, and particularly if they're a contract, you know, if you're an outsourcing uh, situation in your contract, they're definitely going to try to be as productive as they can because that's how they are trading time for money. Those ideas sound great if you have a business with systems and employees, but what about solopreneurs and, and hustlers like me trying to scratch out as much income from my business or hustle as possible? Like how can I possibly increase my revenue to its full potential by scaling my business? Is it even possible for me to scale my business? The answer to that, Laurel, is yes. You, you can scale your business just like the bigger firms. You know, we will use the same principles we defined above but we just apply them in a way that is better suited for for your business situation and your business goals. 
you know, if you're looking to increase sales of your existing products or services, you can create a marketing funnel to identify, connect, and convert, convert qualified prospects. And like we said before, you can increase the volume on that marketing funnel just by, you know, spending more dollars on social and digital advertising. Right. You can, you know, and again, you control the speed and quantity of your sales growth by modulating the activities that feed the top of your funnel. Again, you know, the, the social and search ads. You know, the best way to understand how this works for a solopreneur is, is looking at an example. Let's, let's say... For example, you're a social media manager that manages social media marketing for other small businesses in a particular niche. Sound familiar? It does. It does. Tell me more. Tell me more. So your, your <laughs> goal is to develop another revenue stream because you're maxing out your revenue from managed clients. Again, you can only you only have enough time to manage so many clients right. on your own. You could create an online teaching course on how to create and manage social media ads, for example. Then you build a marketing funnel fueled by social media posts and ads that might offer a free PDF or an ebook. The, the funnel will include a landing page to deliver the free content, content and then start selling the next step, which is buying the course. And, and once a person signs up for the free content, content your, your automated follow-up emails will continue until they buy a course, do nothing. Um, and, and if they do nothing, they just stay on your list or they unsubscribe. Um, so, you know, these funnels, you've got to be prepared to, to follow up, to have systems and processes to follow up with these prospects because it may not be the right time it may be not the right time of the month that for them to, to buy a course it may not be the right time timing in their schedule to buy a course but ultimately if they stay on your list and they're receiving your emails then yeah they've got some interest so right you, you need to keep giving them the opportunity to to take advantage of it you know the product the online course is digital and the process is automated from the ads all the way to the delivery of the course. So you're scaling your new revenue stream without adding an employee and very little investment. So, you know, there are other advantages to this particular approach as well. The, the clients for your digital course may become prospects for your management services as you turn over clients, you know, or, or as you add staff to help manage more clients. You know, also you're building a community around your service. So a next step might be for these paid students could be to, to build a, a mastermind platform where they pay for a little more personal assistance in, in a group setting, but not as much as you give your managed clients. You know, you're leveraging your time because you're giving this help to a group of students at designated times instead of one-on-one. -on -one. You know, the key to successful scaling for any size business is committing yourself, you know, as the leader or the lone wolf to guiding this process to its completion. And I say lone wolf because not everybody's going to be as fired up about scaling as you will. Because remember, we said earlier, it's going to cause a disruption in your business because you, you've got to make some changes to your processes. You have to um, do some new and different things. 
So identifying the opportunities to scale, whether it's a new automated system or an online sales platform is only the beginning of your journey to getting increased results. If you're, if you're not sure how to scale your business, hit us up. You know, our contact information is in the show notes and on our website, breakingthroughthenoise.com. And always that is breaking T-H-R-U through the noise.com. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. This has been another very useful conversation and I can see how we can use leverage in different parts of our business to scale our business quickly. And in case you missed our conversation on leverage, go back and listen to episode 17 of Breaking Through the Noise. And as always, if you want help leveraging your digital marketing strategy to scale your business, reach out to Mark or myself. All the links and ways to contact us are in the show notes and on Breaking Through the Noise website. One more thing, if you are new to the show or you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and you'll be automatically updated when new episodes come out. Be sure to give us a five-star rating so more people can find us and the help that they need. Make sure to share us with your friends and your colleagues. You guys have a great week and we cannot wait to talk to you again next week on Breaking Through the Noise. Thanks for investing a few minutes with us on the podcast today. We hope Breaking Through the Noise will become your go-to resource for growing your business and yourself with our pro tips and life hacks. If you like what you heard, please do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if it was helpful, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And most importantly, let's get connected. Hit us up on social media. Our links are in the show notes. Our theme music is from The Young Fables. Check out their latest album, Pages, on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. We'll see you again next week as we keep breaking through the noise.